Hey, you're listening to the Creative Pep Talk Podcast. This show exists to help you build a thriving creative career. I'm your host, Andy J. Pizza, and you can stay up to date with all things Creative Pep Talk by following me on Instagram at Andy J. Pizza. Let's jump into today's episode, shall we? I really needed to rehaul my website. I was talking to some web people, looking around, and I got intrigued by Squarespace's new fluid engine, partially because it just sounds cool, but also because it allows you to drag and resize and layer up anything you can imagine. I dove in, rebuilt my site. It's the most me site that I've ever had. I just absolutely love it. Launched it. Got such a great response. Some industry illustration and designy peers even reached out and was like, hey, who coded this thing, man? I'm like, y'all, I did it by myself. No coding with Squarespace's new Fluid Engine. I told him, like, you should go check it out. You're going to be surprised with what you can do. And I built this thing before Squarespace reached out to sponsor the show. So I was like, boom, easy peasy. I was going to tell you about this new site anyway. Go check it out, AndyJPizza.com, if you want to see what I did with it. If you want to try it yourself, make a site that's totally you where you can build a portfolio, sell content and courses and all kinds of other stuff, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with promo code PEPTALK, all one word, all uppercase. This episode is supported by In The Making, an original podcast brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one content creation app included in your Creative Cloud membership. If you are trying to boost the YouTube, TikTok, Reels content side of what you're doing, one episode of In The Making that I think will be super useful to you is their episode with John Yushai. I think John's method for including his audience in the process is really inspiring. And if you want to hear about that and more about leveling up your game in the creator economy, just search In The Making in your podcast player to listen. Many thanks to In The Making and Adobe Express for their support. Refreshed. We took a week off of Creative Pep Talk. I am, I'm clearly bursting with creative energy. Uh, I can't believe we took a week off. It's been a long time since we did that. I am so stoked out of my mind for 2018. I have big ideas, big plans, tons of episode ideas and series stuff that I'm dying to share with you. But before we get into that, I thought that the best way to start 2018 was to look back at 2017 and figure out what lessons do we want to move forward with. And not I don't want to lose uh, these lessons in 2017. So this episode is about what we learned in 2017 that we're going to implement and, and keep on our uh, keep on our dockets, so to speak, uh, <clears throat> in 2018. And I didn't want to just come up with a random list. So I got seven of my super friends, Creative Pep Talk super friends, to come on here and share their creative lessons. And there are some doozies. These, uh, these creative people are some of my favorite people online. Some of them I know in person. Um, and uh, they... They keep me excited about doing the show. At the end of the show, I'm going to share my one thing that I want to make sure I take into 2018. 
and uh, we'll wrap it up. Uh, and I will give you little intros here and there to these people. Um, and uh, we, we have some uh, uh, creative superstars on here. So stay tuned. Be aware if you're listening with kids that there is some language on some of these. Let's kick it off with my man who is the creative marketing director at The Onion. Uh, His name's Hassan Ali. He's one of my all-time favorite people to follow on Twitter. You can follow him at at Hassanisms, H-A-S-S-A-N-I-S-M-S. He's a super funny dude uh, who who brings um, a lot of joy to the online world, and I know he's a fan of the show, so uh, I asked him to jump on here. He's going to kick us off strong. Here we go with Hassan Ali. Hey, my name's Hassan Ali. I'm creative marketing director at TheOnion.com on the internet. So look, I know you're ambitious. I know you want to be successful. We all do. But I'm here to ask you to rethink the way you go about getting success. So here's the thing. You, me, a lot of us, we all tend to work on stuff with success as too much of our main focus. We set out on a project pinning a ton of worry and anxiety and energy on whether it'll be quote-unquote successful or not. So I'm here to challenge you with this thought. What if you worked on something with success not as a primary goal but as a secondary cool thing that may or may not happen as a result? In other words, what if you put the creativity first without caring whether it's successful or not? And hey, if it's successful, great. And if it's not, no big deal. It was still fun to do it. And I learned, you know, X, Y, Z along the way. And that exactly, my friends, is the realization I had in 2017. So I read on medium.com a lot. And my most successful posts are the ones I never expect to take off. And then the ones I spend days fine tuning and mulling over often don't really go anywhere. Why? Because the universe doesn't give a fuck, that's why. It's just giving us a big middle finger. Honestly, it's so hard to control what is successful and what isn't in terms of creative work. So why worry ourselves so much, guys? Why not enjoy the process, trusting that eventually success will come as a result of our efforts? So for me, I used to think success was getting X number of views. And you know what? That's a super high expectation that may or may not be met with whatever I'm working on. And when I don't meet that, it gets me down. And that leads me to doubt myself. And that leads to all sorts of bad stuff. But now, just hitting publish on a post is success in itself. Everything else that happens afterwards is cherry and whipped cream on top. Or however you eat your ice cream sundae. I don't know. And I don't judge. Look, for all I care, Phantom Menace was a success to George Lucas because he got to make a movie he was passionate about. Say what you want about Jar Jar Binks, but to George Lucas, he made the movie he wanted to make. To him, that's success, regardless what anyone else says. So, guys, I challenge you to rethink success in 2018. Do you want to spend your valuable time and energy caught up in how many views or shares your work gets? Only to be disappointed if that doesn't happen. Or, just a thought, would you rather spend it enjoying the process and learning along the way than putting it out to the universe and saying, hey, universe, if you like this, awesome. If not, that's cool too. 
I had fun making it either way. Me, I myself will be trying to enjoy the process. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a kick-ass new year. And for more thoughts from me that are way funnier than this, usually I'm not so serious, I promise. Follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Hassanisms. That's H-A-S-S-A-N-I-S-M-S. Or don't follow me. That's fine, too. Either way, I had a ton of fun doing this. Thanks, guys. Good luck. Next up, we have uh, Great Discontent co-founder Tina Smaker, and uh, I've been following her story all year. She's been going through a lot, a lot of personal development, a lot of uh, struggles with various stuff going on on in her life, which she goes into a little bit. Um, and I've just been really inspired by all of the stuff she's been reading and and saying and and doing in 2017. And I wanted to bring her on and have her share her uh, lessons and stories. So here she is, Tina Smaker. Oh man, 2017, what an unexpected year for me. In January, on the eve of Trump's inauguration, my husband and business partner ended our marriage, and I began the task of redefining myself both personally and professionally. It was a process that involved a lot of self-care, like therapy, journaling, talking with girlfriends. I even joined a gym for the first time in my life. And um, I listened to a lot of music, podcasts, read a ton of books. And um, now at the end of the year, I've joked with family and friends and my therapist that 2017 has been the best, worst year of my life. But there's a lot of truth to that. You know, a year that started with loss and grief is ending with this sense of possibility. And the space that was created in my life has been filled with a lot of really amazing new things and people. Um, So, you know, there are a lot of things that I've learned this year, and many of them apply to both work and life. I think my biggest breakthroughs have come by slowing down and caring for myself and really re-evaluating what matters most to me. I used to sit at my desk uh, 10 to 12 hours a day, and I often worked through the weekends. This year, I've worked more reasonable hours, taken most weekends off, and I've still managed to get everything done. So there will always be more work but not always more life to live. As I look ahead at 2018, I really hope to live into this sense of wonder and possibility, and I hope to be present in my life in ways that I haven't been in the past. I don't know what the next 12 months hold, none of us do, but I think that we can leave room for the not knowing, and that might have been my most important lesson this year. So many of us experienced challenges in our work and personal lives this year, not to mention the political climate here in the U.S. Um, And I think that we often imagine the worst outcome. You know, we resist, we struggle, we get discouraged. But we don't know how things will turn out. And there's this quote um, by the Buddhist Pema Chodron from her book, When Things Fall Apart. It's really become a mantra for me this year, and it's about leaving room for the not knowing. She says, when we think that something is going to bring us pleasure, we don't know what's really going to happen. When we think that something is going to give us misery, we don't know. Letting there be room for not knowing is the most important thing of all. I really love that. So in December of this year, 
I transitioned out of The Great Discontent, which is the magazine that I co-founded with my former husband and business partner. And I'm jumping into the unknown. Um, I'm doing a few things. I'm working with Debbie Millman in the Masters in Branding program at the School of Visual Arts here in New York City. I'm starting a new top secret dinner series that I can't wait to announce. And I've combined my background in social work with the research that I've done through TGD over the past six years to start my own coaching practice. Uh, Through that, I'm working with creatives one-on-one to help them move beyond inspiration and take action to create the lives that they want um, and to be more fulfilled in work and life. So a lot of exciting things going on, and I don't know what 2018 holds, but I'm leaving room for not knowing, and I'm hopeful that whatever comes my way, I'll be ready. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Next up, we have Marshall Shorts. Uh, I got introduced to him by hearing him speak at the Making Midwest conferences past year, and he really inspired me. had some really brilliant uh, ideas in his talk, and uh, he's one of the co-founders of Creative Control Fest, and I think they are doing some really important, uh, amazing work in our creative industry. Uh, here he is with some uh, some inspirational thoughts, Marshall Shorts. This is Marshall Shorts of Art Fluential and Creative Control Fest. I'm honored. Andy, uh, you asked me to come on and submit this uh, recording. I guess um, just to keep it short, I think the the biggest breakthrough that I've had this year, 2017, as far as my creativity, as far as my life in general, is uh, really this idea of we create, um, we manifest what we what we create, and what I mean by that is just kind of reflecting back over the last few years of my life, the the last few years of my business. Um, and just kind of realizing like what has kind of manifested as a result of you know creativity as a result of sort of making nothing out of something and really just kind of taking that step towards whatever it is you want to do um and and the thing about manifesting is like it doesn't always sort of look like how you may have envisioned it um but as you kind of reflect why which is why it's so important to reflect uh, particularly as we come to the end of the year but but really just start reflecting on like all the hardships, all the challenges, all the things that kind of stood in the way of where you are now. And even if that place isn't where you want to be, um, all of those things have sort of added character to me. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of seeing some of the fruit of taking those steps and just creating um, and activating some of the ideas that uh, originally set out to do some years ago um, and I just never thought to uh, do much reflection it was always kind of go 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 
It was always, you know, on to the next thing. And I don't know if it's a function of me getting older or um, just, you know, slowing down and, and taking it all in. But it, it really um, hit me this year that some of the things that I had kind of set out to do some years ago, whether that be, you know, start a business, um, whether that be, you know, start a conference that uh, aims to center people of color, um, and not necessarily having an end goal, not necessarily having uh, a place where, you know, I was trying to go specifically, but, you know, kind of realizing like I got there anyway. And I know that doesn't really make sense, but um, I couldn't have I couldn't have envisioned or foretold you, you know, where I would be today, and 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 some of the the successes and and the growth that I've seen, um, and and you know, all areas of my life. Um, I really couldn't have told you five, six years ago that it would look like this. Um, and I don't know that anybody could have told me that it would look like this um, or anybody can tell you what it will look like in the future. But, you know, I think the most important thing and the most important lesson is the things that have manifested in my life have been a direct result of an action. Um, and I know I always kind of say faith without works, but, you know, is dead. And, I, and, and that's a scripture, you know, from the Bible. But I think, you know, that really applies. And I really kind of measure faith based on you know, the work you put in. Um, and I feel like in my, my interpreta interpretation of that is, you know, the more faith you have, the more you're working, the more you're applying your creativity to try to figure it out, even if you don't have the money, um, the network, um, but you're constantly sort of working, honing your craft, um, figuring it out. And I think, you know, that is indicative of the faith that you have for what it is you are trying to manifest and what it is you believe. Um, and of course, there are uncontrollable variables and factors. But at the end of the day, um, there's reward in that work, regardless of the outcome, regardless of, you know, it not looking exactly how you might have envisioned it. There is reward in that work. And um, yeah, I think <laughs> to sum it all up and to sort of, you know, uh, talk about a breakthrough that that's been the biggest breakthrough for me is just, you know, really taking time to reflect um, on what has manifested in my life and really trying to take time to kind of look at the steps and look at the actions that led to this point and moment in my life. And, you know, hopefully it's, I'm just getting started. Hopefully, um, you know, it's just the beginning um, of the things that will come and, and happen in my life. But my um, hope is that, you know, these few words encourage people who may be out there, maybe you're starting a business, maybe you are starting a side hustle, maybe you are starting a new job, uh, maybe starting a new family, um, or, or getting back into something that you kind of put down uh, because you weren't seeing it manifest into what you might have envisioned. But um, my hope is that, you know, you'll stick with it, you'll, you'll put work in it, you'll keep your faith uh, in, in your abilities and your talent. Um, if you believe in, in, a, in a spiritual source, you know, keep your faith in that, uh, whatever that might be that gets you to that next step. I hope that, um, this next year brings that level of, uh, manifestation in your life. 
Um, for me, I'm hoping to, you know, manifest more things, um, you know, in my personal life around, you know, getting rid of debt um, and my business life around kind of growing my company and really trying to figure out what that looks like. Again, I don't know. I've kind of been on this on this road um, and just kind of learning as I go and, and also um, growing our platform with Creative Control Fest into a bigger platform where we're reaching more people. Um, where we're striking up the dialogue and pushing our industries, our creative industries, to think more about um, inclusion and think more about equity and think more about um, design uh, and, and creativity uh, holistically and how that affects our day-to-day lives and, and within the creative class. And so, um, yeah, I think, you know, for me, that's that's what's going on. That's what's happening next. Um, that's what I'm hoping to see sort of manifest in this next phase of my life and this next, um, decade of my life. Um, and I'm, and I'm hoping that, uh, those things turn out well, um, and, and that the people around me are also sort of manifesting, uh, their dreams, their goals, their ideas into great things. Um, so Andy, I appreciate you letting me be a part of this. Um, hopefully I make it into the episode but I really enjoy what you're doing, um, and I thank you for giving me a platform to get this off my chest. I think I needed that. So um, thank you. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. Um, we create. We manifest what we create. Shut up and create. And keep going, y'all. Peace. This is Marshall. Next up, we have Susie Altman. Uh, I've had Susie's work up in my house since probably 2012, maybe, um, and then happened to move into the same city where she lives, and now we kind of run in the same circles. Susie makes super gorgeous work, uh, art my family is a big fan of, uh, and she, in our, in our creative community, I feel like she brings so much uh, warmth and wisdom, and we really, really appreciate her. Uh, Here's some of that warmth and wisdom right now. Here's Susie Altman. Hey, Andy. It's Susie here. Thanks for inviting me to your final podcast of the year. Uh, When I think about 2017, I think about getting a little bit knocked on the head in a good way, the way life does sometimes when you need it the most. Um, It was just a reminder that when I wake up every day, I have the decision of how I'm going to move through that day. Um, From my first interaction, which is with my family, um, because I'm sending kids out into this world and I want to give them a really positive message because they're interacting with people and I need to set that tone. I'm like the tone maker for them. Um, And then how I'm going to move through the rest of the day, how I want to interact with my work uh, because that, that then goes out into the world and hopefully sends out a positive message that people are connecting with. And how do I want to interact with my clients and make decisions about what kinds of clients I want to work with and what I want to put my energy into um, and place around me in that world. And then when I go out into my community and I'm interacting with 
friends or even strangers, what kind of open heart do I want to have towards them? Because I know I can't change what's going on globally, but I can go into my community and and um, be a good neighbor to people. And just having that consciousness of trying to affect change in my own backyard has been really helpful. And um, just moving, moving through things with more thoughtfulness and interacting with people with more thoughtfulness and seeing people um, as people. I don't think I've done that in a very long time. It's affected me um, on a big level. And that's been really wonderful this past year. So I think, you know, it's as creative people, we we have it's important for us to keep our center to make all sorts of decisions and i've i've felt actually more centered this year um than i have in a long time because i've had to look inward to keep that center and then move through my life um from that inward inward place so cheers to 2017 and happy almost 2018 thanks again andy Next up, we have my man, Brad Montague. He is the leader of the Joyful Rebellion, uh, which sounds like it could be a band, but it's not. It's just a movement online to uh, bring joy to the online world. And uh, he's the creator of Kid President. Uh, He makes so much good stuff online that brings me um, a lot of hope and uh, Lord knows we need it. This uh, this guy is one of my all-time favorite people. I'm super happy to have him uh, featured again on the podcast. Um, he's just the sweetest. Uh, here he is, Brad Montague. Ah, man, there's so many cool things that uh, I'm sure other people will say. Um, <laughs> including Andy, you just uh, constantly say things that are like wind in my sails. You help encourage in so many ways. And uh, I think, you know, you make a lot of great art, but I think the greatest art is the way we treat each other. And you help show me that for sure. But, man, you know, one of the big things I've been learning this year in my work and trying to remember is that Everything seen begins in a place unseen. That like everything that you see at one time began in a place you couldn't see. Uh, so like that that speaks a lot to myself. Like there's a lot of things inside of me that I need to share. There's also a lot of things in the world that I see right now that at one point were not seen. Uh, that began in a place unseen. And in a time when things are really divisive and it seems to be there's a lot of darkness, um, I want to be somebody who's cultivating light, who's finding, who's uncovering light that maybe isn't being seen. Um, How can I make that seen in my work? So my strategy has been to uncover light, to do the work, and attract more light and more work um, and trying to share it. 
and it hasn't been easy. It's been uh, kind of discouraging because I've, I've had other work that just really took off quickly, and this has been a, a bit of a, a struggle, to be totally honest, but it's actually been more rewarding, and the relationships I'm making are deeper, and uh, actually the relationship with the audience is getting deeper as well. Um, and so I just keep believing that there are things unseen right now that at some point will be seen and the world will be brighter for it. Um, so that's what I'm trying to do and learn. Um, there's actually a, a quote that uh, I found that I keep from Hans Christian Andersen and uh, though he wrote lots of fairy tales, this quote is kind of the thing I needed the most. It's uh, that every time I think the song is ended, something higher and better begins for me. And so that's my hope for everybody, that even though you may feel like the song is over, it's just about to get higher and better for you. Um, and Andy, I think you're a pretty vital note in the symphony. So thanks for all the ways you help people find their song. All right, now we've got Tom Froze. Tom, Tom is a guy who I met at the uh, Icon Illustration Conference, uh, which I'm going to in July. Hope to see you there. Uh, but Tom is a Canadian illustrator that I met while I was there, and he's just a, a really thoughtful dude with gorgeous illustration work, and he also does these really fantastic, really popular uh illustration classes on Skillshare, which he's going to talk about a little bit. Um, he, This is a really deep, uh, thoughtful dude who brings a lot of um, intention to his work, and uh, he's got some good thoughts to share. Here he is, Tom Froze. Hey, Andy. Uh, yeah, I, I sent you my audio file already, but then just this morning, as I was just kind of gathering my thoughts before my work day. I had a thought that I, I feel like is maybe more important than the things that I said. I mean, the things that I said before I feel are, are valid and good information, but um, this is something that's on my mind today and maybe this is more more relevant, especially in, in a season when we're, we're thinking about people we love and things that we're thankful for and we're giving and getting gifts and yeah so here goes i was you know i think an exercise i do every morning or, or as often as i'm able is uh i try to you know be thankful for things and and i usually list off the things that i'm thankful for and they're usually the same my family my job um, my safety my health and all the other things that people you know, I think it, it's obvious we're thankful for, for things like that. And I I guess I just asked myself as I'm listing them, listing them, I'm kind of, usually I just say them out loud, but today I was listing them in my journal and it seemed petty to me. And it seemed more like I was, I was checking things off that maybe, this was the analogy I gave myself, it's kind of dumb, but I'm gonna say it anyway. You know, Santa, Santa kind of, came and delivered the things I asked for. Check, check, check. And to me that doesn't, it, it just struck me as petty and, and it felt like gratitude and being thankful must be more than just listing the things we're glad we have. 
So I ask myself, am I thankful or am I just fearful of what would happen if I didn't have these things? And, you know, I, I think there's a part of me that's, you know, truly grateful. But I'm also, yeah, I also wonder, like, what would I do if I didn't have my job? What would I do if I had to work at uh, some job that I wasn't happy with? What, what would I do if I lost a family member and, you know, all, the, all these minor and major things that I could remove out of my life that, that right now feel like it would make it worse if I didn't have those things. And I just wondered, like, what, what is true gratitude? I guess maybe as a start, maybe as a partial answer to it is, instead of just saying thank you, maybe, maybe we need to be, um, we need to kind of follow that gratitude up with something. And, and that something is being generous. And I know, I can, I can say for myself that I am not a generous person. I have received so many good things from other people, so many gifts, so much encouragement, so many opportunities, so many, um, you know, open doors from people who, who were simply generous. They gave me a lot of time and they gave me their encouragement. And maybe, maybe generosity means, you know, when I get an email from a client and it's annoying feedback, that impulse to complain or feel agitated at them, no matter how annoying it is. If I am agitated and irritated, I am not thankful. And if I do the work and see things in perspective, uh, knowing that the client is paying me, you know, making their life easier, not worrying about whether they're making my life easier. That's gratitude. That's generosity. Gratitude and generosity, I'm thinking this morning, are, are one and the same thing. And if I'm not giving on par with what I'm getting, no matter how much I say I'm thankful for the things in my life, you know, maybe I'm not that thankful. No matter how, how much I say I'm, I'm, I'm probably not. So I don't know. I guess it's a, a, a this is, this is, these are comments about, there's a bright side and a dark side to this, right? So the bright side is it gives me an, a, an action plan, a, some, some clear steps of how I can be more thankful beyond just listing the things I'm fearful of. Uh, not having and and I think that's the the bright side is um, it's a call it's a call to something higher a call to generosity but on the dark side of course it's it's realizing that I'm not I'm just not as thankful as I wish I was and but the bright side is we have we have this higher calling to to generosity uh, and, and true gratitude and and myself the most and that that's kind of my my revelation this morning, my little meditation or what have you. And so I feel like it's it's maybe a little bit more poignant than what I said in, my, in the other audio I gave you. So feel free to use this or, or not, and um, maybe it's helpful. All right. Thanks, man. Now we have Anusha Sayed. She's going to sign us off with these. Uh, Anusha's work is gorgeous. I follow it on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and uh, she's always bringing really inspirational stuff out there. Uh, here she is with some great, really practical thoughts, which, which are 
fantastic because we need as much as we can get on that on that on that uh, on that wavelength on this show. Um, I can get my head up in the clouds. Um, although I try to bring the practical stuff too. This episode, it's gonna get rounded out with my online friend Anusha. Here she is. Hello, art friends. This is Anusha Sayed, also known as Foxville underscore art in like the online internet social media universe. I am a freelance illustrator and character designer for animation. And before we start off, I just want to say thank you, Dr. M- Mr. Pizza, for having me on the show. I'm like a really big fan. I love the stuff you do. So it's, it's really nice to be on here. So 2017 was a heck of a year. Um, it was my first year as an in- entirely like freelance illustrator because before that I was working in animation. I've been out of school for like two years and my first year I was working full-time and I decided hey I could make a living I guess out of like illustrating picture books and stuff and doing like freelance animation. So last year I was like okay I'm gonna take this big step and do that. So at this time um, I've been doing this for one year and I've learned a bunch of stuff and I've made mistakes on the way but today I'm here to give you three things I learned this year as my first year as a freelance illustrator. Okay, so number one, stay organized. Um, so after like 12 years of like, you know, being in school or being at work and like having a sort of structure, um, once you go from like that to like working at home, you kind of become a mess because like, one, I mean, you're, you're your own boss, which is really great, but then two, you don't have like anyone standing over your shoulder and telling you what to do and like the alarm bell bell ringing and being like, okay, you can go home now. It's like, you have to decide your own hours. And that was kind of like an issue for me. Um, So that's like one thing that you have to work on. It's like, you need to decide what your working hours are because if you don't set them, like you're, you're kind of screwed. So either what, what I originally tried to do was like a normal, like nine to five kind of deal, but what would happen would be that I like start working at 10 and then at 12, like I would have an errand to run and then it would be lunchtime. And then before you know it, it's like four hours have passed and I'm not working. And then I try to make up for that later and it, it just didn't work out. So, um, after some trial and error, like now I have a kind of fixed ish schedule where I'll work kind of from nine to five, but like I'll, I'll allow myself like certain times of day to just do my own thing and then later on in the day I'll just fill that in but like I mean you 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 just got to do that like trial and error and figure out what works best for you I know some people who prefer working in the nighttime and they'll do like all of their personal stuff in the day and then they'll start their working day at like 4 p.m so you just got to figure out what's the other thing you got to work on is like um managing your projects because that's another thing if you have one project that's fine like you know when that ends and like when to start that but like once you're juggling like four projects which I unfortunately had to do um you got to figure out you know how to handle that and um scheduling is really important and like having some kind of like uh well I had like an excel sheet which would show me like how much time to work on each project and when it was due and like my calendar app was a big deal um so that is number one. Your number one priority is to stay organized. Number two is stay involved. Um, 
So now that you are your own boss, you also got to find your own clients. Um, Social media is a really big thing for that. Um, Like probably 90% of all my clients have found me through like Twitter or Instagram and stuff like that. So becoming very involved, like posting every, well, not every day, but like most of the time and interacting with your fellow artists, interacting with like art directors and stuff. It's uh, really helpful. And um, uh, the other thing which I did to stay involved was also attend a lot of conventions. Um, This past year, I went to four different ones, which I quite liked. Uh, Two of them were comic cons and like various places. And then one was CTN, which is an animation expo. And then the other was VanCap, which is like a comic, like an indie comic-y type convention. And those are really helpful for one, interacting with other artists within the industry and then like um selling your stuff of course and i would have like recruiters come by and see my work and they'd be like oh okay this is great would you here's my business card so those are really great like try if you're doing that kind of stuff for the first time it's best to look at local ones and then branch out later but i would recommend you know going to conventions i, I really like doing that this year um and my third thing so we have stay organized stay involved and the last thing is stay sane When you are working from home, you um, kind of get, or at least I did, I got cabin fever. Um, I was getting like absolutely no interaction with anyone else. I was just like working. That was just my life. Um, So I, uh, um, social media became a big thing for like, I would organize um, group drawing hangouts where like I'll be working, but like we'll have like a Skype thing going on so I could be working with another person so like we get like some talking done or whatever and I it's important to like get some kind of like active routine and like going to the gym or running so like take some time out of your day to just go outside because it's it's really easy to just end up like staying at home all day working because like at least when you're working outside of home you can go out and you get some fresh air and you meet people you don't want to become a hermit it's not good for you So um, that's really important Um, because like the last thing you want is to overwork yourself and that's not good. So uh, for 2018, I encourage you all, regardless of if you're like freelancing or doing whatever, um, be the best that you can be. Don't overwork yourself. Don't stress out. Um, At the end of the day, your health is the most important thing. Mm. So I, I mean, those are the only tips that I have, I guess, but um again thank you for having me on um you can find my stuff at anushasayat.com and my shop if you ever want to like buy my stuff it's anushasayat.com slash shop and i also i too run a podcast with another illustrator called vicky tai we are the art corner you can listen on itunes and youtube etc um we talk about like i mean exactly what i've just been talking about which is like um how to handle freelance life as well as like we bring in artists so um yeah i hope you all have a great 2018 and happy holidays thank you bye all right this is just gonna be short and sweet well (laughs) i feel like every creative pep talk fan or anybody that listens to this show uh, already doubts whether I can keep this short and sweet. I'm already doing an intro to the to it for no reason. Here's here's what I want to say. Uh, 
there's a book called, uh, I think it's called A Million Miles in a Thousand Years by Donald Miller. And he says that you're the hero of your story and you've got to, inter- you've got to live an interesting uh, story, right? And I think, I think that, uh, you know, that really inspired me and it's, it's impacted me, but uh, I updated it and changed it a little bit to kind of, um, this hit me in 2017 and it had a big impact and it's that you're not just the hero of your story you're the audience watching the story uh and and if you you know nobody wants to watch a story that 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 lags or uh, of someone who is on top of everything managing you know has taken just the right level uh, of stuff onto his plate and he's just really managing super well and there's a part of you i think that uh, part of your brain that's like the audience watching your daily life and i think if you um if you set your goals so low and and and, and balance your life so perfectly that part of your brain is like Oh my gosh, snooze fest. Can we get out of this story? Can we get out of this life? And, uh, you know, last uh, spring, I felt like I was juggling so many things between my online class and and the Creative Pep Rally uh, event that we did and the podcast and illustration work and family stuff and blah, 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 all kinds of stuff, all kinds of jazz. Um, Jazz has become my favorite word, and I don't know if that's a good thing. Uh, But... I was doing so many things that I burn out and I thought I'm going to slow everything down and really minimize my schedule and make sure it's enough that I have uh, enough bandwidth to, to deal with it all. And, and the truth is, um, the only reason I wanted to do that was one, I was overwhelmed by feeling, um, like I couldn't, uh, like I, I couldn't keep up with it all or I couldn't, I wasn't up to the task. It was kind of, um, insecurities. And the other side of it was I wasn't doing everything perfectly. So I had to reschedule some calls and I had to, um, you know, I missed sending out, uh, this one piece, uh, this, uh, (laughs) this, uh, like postcard to some people from the class and these little tiny failures, um, made me want to pack it all up, uh, and, and say, um, and say that's enough. And, and I think that, uh, there's this weird thing in me that says, if I can't crush it out of the park per- with 110% extra credit, then I'm doing too much or I'm, uh, or, you know, I'm not, um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not doing the right thing. And there's, and, and after I, I've taken it a little bit slower for the past six months, I've realized that there's this part of my brain that's an audience that's saying, oh, well done, Andy. You're really managing everything so well. Uh, and you're definitely up to the, you're not, you're only saying yes to tasks that you know you can crush out of the park. And he's kind of like, come on, man. Like, let, let's push it. Let's, let's push you to the edge a little bit. Let's, let's, Let's live a more interesting story than this. And uh, and then 2018, that's what I'm going to do. And if I drop uh, a few minor things in the process, then it means that I'm I'm pushing out there hard enough and, in, and, and I'm pushing myself um, into interesting places. I don't mean, you know... Um, running yourself into the ground, so to speak, but uh, but come on, like you know, I, I think some of in some areas of our life, 
We, th we act like we're pushing the capacity of an elevator, and if everything goes wrong, we could pummel down to our death. When really, like most of the areas of your life, if you really test the capacity there, it'll be more like testing the capacity of a park bench. And worst case scenario, you could bruise your butt uh, when it all tumbles down. And so uh, my encouragement to you is to, uh, you know, go out there and, and, and don't get so insecure about what you're capable of or uh, and don't play it so safe. Don't be, you know, well, he took out the trash every trash day he never missed a trash day well done like don't don't just bite off things you know you can chew uh you know why don't we go dip our toes into some pools that uh we're not sure we're ready to swim in let's go see uh what we're capable of and that is what i'm gonna try to do in 2018 let's do it Thank you, super friends, for taking some time out to share your 2017 lessons for our 2018. We are all going to be better for it. I really, really appreciate it. It's been cool to have some different voices on the podcast sharing their uh, their thoughts. Um, so that's a great way to kick this year off. Uh, thanks for listening. If you love Creative Pep Talk and it's had an impact on your creative career, there are a few ways you can show support. You can review the show on iTunes. You can back the podcast financially and be like a like a real producer of the podcast uh, at patreon.com slash creative pep talk. Or you can pick up some CPT merch at creativepeptalk.com slash shop. You can also get full access to the to the first 100 episodes of the show and stay up to date with the new shows by uh, signing up to the newsletter at creativepeptalk.com. All right, that's another one in the bank. Let's kick this year off right. I've got um, got some exciting episodes planned. I've got some uh, exciting guests, uh, interviews already in the bank that I can't wait to share with you. And I've got a series brewing that I am thrilled out of my mind. I've, I've essentially been working on this series for years, uh, and that's not, an, that's not an exaggeration, so I can't wait to, uh, to share it with you guys. I'm really, really stoked about um, 2018 for Creative Pep Talk. I've got, um, I, I've got some big plans. I've, I'm excited out of my mind, and uh, yeah, so, so, so let's do it. Thanks to Yoni Wolf. Wolf and the band Y for the theme music. Thanks to Nate Utesh and the band Metavari for all the other tunes. Thanks to Alex Sugg for the other tunes and for editing this show so beautifully. And thanks to all of you guys for listening. Until we speak again, stay pepped up. Stay pepped up.